How you doing, everybody? The Chet Calvick Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Kopic, Jeff Vegas. This is Unscripted and In Your Face. All right, this was once set by uh, the Pacific Gas and Electric Company, a marvelously endowed rock and roll band. Uh, brothers and sisters, I have many. Welcome once again to... <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Get the, get Welcome once again to... Uh, unscripted. Unscripted and In Your Face. Uh, you know the stars, of course. I'm Chet Kopic, the godfather stars? of uh, Sports Talk Radio. Yes. Uh, not only in Chicago, but from uh, coast to coast, and uh, also part of the Eastern Hemisphere. And my good friend, uh, noted salesman, hustler, uh, raconteur, my good friend uh, Jeff Pink is the pride and joy of WYND Oh, Radio. the pride and joy. They and love we are me. here on behalf of our great friends at uh, American Taxi, yeah. Chicago's, put it in bold type, premier, premier taxi service. You know, I'm excited about something right now, my man. I know you, you've checked it out, and you're going to be part of the action the whole nine yards. Blackandbluecity.com. What is that Blackandbluecity.com. Well, what's Blackandbluecity.com I, I, all about? You got Pinker? mad at me last night when I, when I brought it up, so I won't bring it up again. He got mad at me because I was trying to make a joke about when he had a problem with the Rosemont, anything to do with getting black and blue. He, he well, it's up. because... He tightened it's up. Because in the agreement, in the agreement, I didn't ask when, you to when, talk when about we got it. done with the issue, all parties agreed to shut up. So you put me in a you know a very all you had to say position. was no pinker. One thing's got nothing thing to do with the other. Black, Black and Blue dot com is what the baseball fan of Chicago has been waiting for. It's a cross down, throw down. So you're you're not getting the cliches. You're not getting uh, Ryan Dempster saying uh, the simple solution is we got to go out and play hard. What you're getting is two fans, one Cub fan. One White Sox fan, I'm the referee, the moderator, the game show host, and so far we've done four or five episodes, and Pinker, they're getting better and better. Can I ask you a question seriously? Yeah. How do they debate the Cub fan and the Sox fan when they both suck? How could you argue? Well, How can I argue with it's you? It's actually it's actually easier. Let me let me tell you oh, something. Tell me. That's a that's a great misnomer, and let me let me apply it to the Chicago Bears. I've always maintained that I would much rather, as much as I love the Bears, and you know the Bears have been in my blood since I came out of the womb, for heaven's sake. It's it's much more fun from a repertorial standpoint. You know this when the Bears when the, when the Bears are sitting with a record of five and eight, they're a lot more fun than they are when they're sitting with a because record pound of eight and six because the whole town. The, the, the they town live and ha- die. The town has a ferocity level about the Bears. Yeah, they want to kill them. I mean, I mean the Cubs. Hey, the Cubs. Get knocked off, you know, left and right by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And on Sunday, because Ronnie Cedeno commits an error, the Cubs get new life and happen to come up with a victory against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And after the ball game, you would have thought Wrigleyville was New Year's Eve. But in I'm Times saying, Square. what's to debate from? And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not. Uh, because when they're both bad, you can talk about what's Ozzy doing, what's Pinella doing. Okay. Carlos Quentin can't hit a beach ball. AJ Brzezinski is over the hill. Uh, and then they Aramis talk. Thomas Ramirez is yeah, a fifteen I, million dollar a year stiff. So it's our our crap head against your crap head. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's who has the better crap? <laughs> yeah, our yeah. team or your team? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they all suck. Is is the bottom line? 
They do. I hate to say it, but I, I now I get what I, I get what you're saying, and you moderate it. Now, how do you, how do how do our uh, our listeners get to see this uh, internet TV show? Very very simply, log on to uh, blackandbluecity.com. Oh, nice, blackandbluecity.com. Okay. Hey, man, uh, I didn't have the chance, and I know you're going to be uh, uh, you're going to be kicking. And no, boy, let me tell <laughs> no, you, nobody, kick, nobody, it. No, nobody, nobody kicks it like like the pinker. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to bad, I mean nasty. Get these, down with your bad these self. These guys are tambourine good. players. These guys are good. These forty fives. So we put a band together. It's called the Pinkers, but they're really the forty fives, and they play all the sixties and seventies music that guys our age dig, and they do a great job. We're going to be at the Sundance Saloon this um, Friday night to help our good friend Kirk Morris build a, a memorial for his son Jeffrey, who died. And it's not just for his son; it's for all that have served in two thousand four. At seven o'clock on Lakehurst, I believe it's three hundred Lakehurst Road. It's a whole ten bucks to get in. Doors open at five thirty. The action starts at seven. I'll be emceeing the event as well. Aside from playing the tambourine with the pinkers, <laughs> but I know it's a, and Joe Cantafio and one hundred first Airborne Band you, will be uh, there along with. Uh, do you have a tambourine solo like a drum solo? No, no. And uh, who's the other one? Um, um, Mel- Camp or something. They're they're really good. It's a it's a, it's a John Camp cover. I, I get it. No, I get it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun out there. And it's ten bucks, big deal. And that's a real cool place. You can get like three thousand people in that place. I didn't realize how big it was up in Waukegan. How long has that joint been there? A long time. You know, my, my you know the only trouble is you have to bring a gun or a knife because Waukegan is known to me as stop and stab. You know, you, you know, so, so I'm a little nervous going up to Waukegan. That sounds like a good name for a hot dog. Doesn't it? Stop and stab. <laughs> I, I didn't say that on the show last night. I don't upset the promoter. Who fried, was, fried spleen. So come up there, and if and if you're, you know, don't worry. We're going to have the uh, the medics and the paramedics there uh, on scene in case you get stabbed in the parking lot. And you just kind of fall in. Just let ten bucks fall out of your pocket. We'll kick you to the side. But it's going to be a great event. Oh, you're a riot, Pinker. Ring a riot. <laughs> Bang, zoom. <laughs> so, so, why am I making fun of the event? It's going to be a great event. I'm just saying, but Waukegan is not my favorite place. Are, are, are you really a big rock and roll guy like I am? I like it, but I'm not as versed on the, um, on all the trivia and the, and the, uh, all the information. See, know. I was debating our guy, Joe Cantapio. Yes. Who I've known for years and mm-hmm. years and introduced me to one You're of my good all time favorite rockers, one of the most overlooked rockers of all time. That is? Do you remember Mitch Ryder? And sure, C.C. Riders. C.C. Riders, no? Detroit Wheels. No. Wayne Cochran and the C.C. Riders. <laughs> See? Mitch Ryder, Mitch Ryder did Sakatumi Baby. Oh, I remember that Devil song. Devil the Blue Dress. Right. I mean, he, he I, I was talking to Joe Cantafio, and we were doing, you know, Living Large, we were mm-hmm. doing your show. Yes. And I said, I he, should call you. He was, the first, he was the first white dude who bought Rage. To rock and roll. While the Beatles were singing about lovely Rita, you know, meter maid and singing about Sgt. Pepper. I mean, I mean, this guy, this guy was singing, he was singing blacker than, than Ray Charles for heaven's sakes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just as nasty as he could be. I, I remember the songs. I don't, I'm not, see, you know all about these guys. Who's your favorite, one of your favorite artists? I know you'll say, oh, I've been, I've been several. Well, Ben, right up to, uh, I know, the Rolling Stones, I'll bet, cause you Roll, Rolling Stones are far and away far. number one. Okay. Far and away number one. Uh, uh, and I, this will tell you that I got a couple of miles on the, uh, on the tires, that it may be time to, uh, a couple? it may be time to rotate the tires. You need new plugs. I have seen this, yeah, you shut In the up. tires. In the you know, tires. Uh, hey, listen. In the tires. Just keep one thing in mind about the plugs. I didn't have to pay a dime for them. Of course. And, you call, and me, a, way, you call be, me a whore. Yeah, you redefine the word for heaven's sake. Don't I? It's such a beautiful thing. 
It's great. It's I, it absolutely. You're, right. you're the only guy I know who yeah. can somehow hustle an event for prostate cancer and link cigars to it <laughs> and go for free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to know Hawk Harrelson? Yeah. Hawk Harrelson's greatest line. Yeah. Is this? If you paid anything, you paid too much. That's it. Hey, listen, I had these folks on this show, and, uh, you know, I did right by them, and uh, Steve Stone. And you were very generous, too, by the way. I have to give you credit. You offered to take a couple of folks to Skybox on Sheffield. Yeah, your good Dave friend, Abrams' David. place. And as much as I love to tease you and joke with you, to, to, to some one lonely, stupid fan, <laughs> is they're going to get to go. To the game with Chet Kopic, just like Steve Stone is gonna is is they're gonna be auctioning off a lunch with Steve Stone. That's very cool. Stone won't go anywhere near the tab. No, 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 no. That person pays for the tab. See, here's how it works. Oh, oh, here's how it works. You're gonna get, let's say, Dave Abrams to donate two seats. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when they go, they, you know, they they're gonna pay for that at, at the at the event. Let's just say they bid. Three hundred dollars or something like that. That guy cost that guy three hundred dollars for for you for, for to go with you to the uh, to Skybox. Now Dave is going to be the guy that's going to you know is going to donate the uh, the seats. Same thing uh, with Stony. Let's just say it's a lunch at whatever. I think they're talking about Hub Fifty One. Hub Fifty One pays. Hub Fifty One. Do you know how much money Hub Fifty One's got to be making? Oh, they're making. A you fortune. go in that place at five thirty at night, and Pinker, I'm telling you, you think you're in Grand Central Station. You know, it's a Melman restaurant owned by Richie's Genius. Richie's kids. And by the way, you will forever live in Chicago lore for one particular reason. That's where ChicagoSportsWebio.com, the David Hernandez scam, that's where we had our media party. Oh, it's Hub 51? Yeah. Ah. Down in the basement of Hub 51. Beautiful, beautiful room. Mm-hmm. And I remember David Hernandez. Very interesting. I should have known I was walking into a trap. David Hernandez, the end of the party, says, Chet, come here. I know that, you know, you live downtown, you're, and you, you're a downtown guy, and you really probably are not crazy about driving out to uh, Dempster Street every day to do the show. And mm-hmm. he went, so here, here's a, little, here's a little gasoline money to get started. And he gave me $1,000, which I thought was really, you know, kind of a, kind of a cool gesture. Class. I mean, I mean, in this day and age, you don't nobody, know it was your money he was nobody giving you does that. I didn't realize <laughs> he was giving me pensioners money. <laughs> yeah, he was giving you, he was taking it from Levy and giving it to you. It's a... It, <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine Lovey in a nursing home? <laughs> he would fit in one floor of a cuckoo's nest very well. I think he would. He'd be one of the attendants in that white thing. Where did you get? Remember that? Jack Nicholson talking to you? Uh, Where did you get that? Value City. Value City. Wait, you, you, you bought given... the outfit of Value City? I thought that was a furniture joint. <laughs> to you, it is. Isn't Value City a furniture joint? No, they make Clive clothes and all sorts of garbage, and there it is, right there. Five dollars. Well, Chet buys sofas there, right? I bought. Hey, listen, I got to tell you. Now, laugh all you want. I'm not laughing. Laugh all you want. Remember Pendleton's up on uh, what, on, off the Eden's Expressway? Pendleton's. Yeah, it was a fir- it was a high end furniture store. Uh, yeah, they saw I used you, to they shop saw you there. coming. Oh, did they ever? <laughs> I used to shop there all the time. Yeah, they their their employees were the rudest collection of SOBs on guys. You look like a Colby's kind of guy. Remember that? I shopped at Colby's See? too. How did I do? See? How would you know that? The pinker knows. You look like a Colby's guy. That mayonnaise is written on your head. I'm a dumb Gentile and paid full retail. It's right <laughs> on your head. There it is. Colby's right on 41. Now, see, that that is where you are screamingly wrong. Oh, good. Because, for example, you know, you're all, you're always bum-wrapping me about my wardrobe. No, actually, you dress and beautifully for a girl. I never 
I never pay full price for anything when it comes to clothes. If it's not on sale or I can't work a deal out, I just don't buy it. I think it's great. You shouldn't. You shouldn't because airtime is is, uh, very valuable. Barter is a beautiful thing in this business. I, I love it. I have it's learned. not nearly as hot now as it was 20 years ago. I've br- I'm bringing. I mean, 20 years ago, you could. 20 years ago, you you could barter to the point that we were we were dipping so far into payola it was almost an. Outrage. I'm bringing it back. The pinker is bringing it back. I'm de- I'm bringing it back. It's awesome. It's the best. Well, I I will say one thing. You're giving it the old college try, aren't I? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't want to say too You're much. You're just playing it one barter at a time That's right now. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like those people last night. <laughs> I have you on the show. Can I have a ticket? I need two tickets. One for Gurkha Boy, my partner, and me. It's four bells. You know, here, here's the one thing I can't figure out about your show. You, you know, all, all the people on your show mm-hmm. are not really people. You have you have a Gurkha Boy, you have a Frankie Boy, you yeah. have the uh, you have the Jellyfish, mm-hmm. you have, uh, you know, I mean. You complimented me on a couple of weeks ago for being very unusual for radio. Now, are you going back on your word, or this is... is well, no, but what I'm saying is, I mean, you know, if... Wouldn't doesn't Gurkha Boy's wife or or, or boyfriend or whatever mm-hmm. doesn't Gurkha Boy want his name on the air every once in a while? Apparently, they don't get it's my show. It's an ensemble. This is how it works. You are an actual star, so you're Chet Kopic. And I tried last night to start to change it to Chet Kopstein. Remember, we're trying to get you to convert, <laughs> but you're Chet Kopic. Nobody else has a real name. Nobody else. That's it. That's the way it works. You know what, man? Right now, you know what I'm living for. And who would have thought this three years ago? Oh, I'm living this. to get to the United Center to see the Blackhawks oh. in the playoffs. They are so much fun. Can I, mean, I They are you, just, you know, they are a trip to the funhouse right now. They are not only a trip to the funhouse. What I absolutely enjoy about the Blackhawks, it just seems, and I'll use the word switch, like yesterday against San Jose, or at this point, probably heard the second podcast the other day against San Jose. Let's say the first game against San Jose, because by the time you hear this, it might be, you know, our, the second game is uh, Tuesday. The bottom line is... By the time you hear this, the Bears may be uh, two months into their regular season well, schedule. Well, if, if 5-pin gets us the <laughs> podcast, they'll go up. If not, what's he doing over there? What are you playing, games? You know... Yeah, finish. yeah okay, we're going to finish. <laughs> but the bottom line is, Chet, like when I, you took me to the Vancouver game, the game, the only game they won at home in that series, they were down 2 nothing early, and you, were, yeah. you, you and I both were rolling our eyes like, oh, it's going to be like the first game. Something goes off in their head. And they just, they just flourish. Yesterday's game, or Sunday's game, when they were, it was only down one nothing. After they got that first goal, they pounded San Jose. They pounded them. They just kept coming and coming. When, when they're on, oh my god, they're, no one can beat them. And I, you could say that for any team. Well, you know, right now they've won, they've won, as we speak right now, they've won six consecutive road playoff games. Now how big is that? I would equate that, Pinker. With a National Football League team opening up its regular season schedule by going eight and zero to win six consecutive playoff games on the road, you just don't do it. No, they don't. And, and I mean, if it blows, it blows conventional thinking straight to hell. And the first seed, even though they won two games in overtime, this time they still won. They took four. And again, I'm not listen. All, all that goes out the window in the playoffs. But they won four to five games against uh, the Sharks. So, and I was hoping. Just because to guarantee, almost guarantee, I hope I was hoping Boston against Montreal. So at least, wouldn't it be great if? Oh, that's why that's I'm pulling tremendous. for. That's why I'm pulling for Montreal. I, I really am, and only because they're original six team. I'd love to see them and the Hawks 
play. Well, that's obviously what NBC wants. Of course. Because, I mean, you can you can trot out the footage of Rocket Richard and Henri Richard. Right. And Bobby Ken Hall. And John Bolivo. And who are the Sharks? And Stan. I mean, you know, the, the same, I mean, if you're NBC, the la- I mean, your, your worst nightmare, if you're NBC, is the San Jose Sharks knocking off the Chicago Blackhawks. True. At that point, if you're Dick Ebersole, you, le- you go to 30 Rock, you go to your office, you call your secretary and say, I'm going to be go- I'm going to be out for a little while, and, and you leap out the window because you're DOA. But that's a chance they take. But is it the Hawks... Hey, have you ever watched Pierre Maguire on, on NBC Hockey? God, is he annoying. Yeah, but he's he's down there, and you mean the guy that, that's between the, uh, the, the, the two benches? Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. But you can't... I don't know. You know, we, we could debate this forever, but Doc Emmerich... Doc Emmerich is, is great. fabulous. And, he is incredible. And the other thing I feel bad for is Foley took him all the way there and then he doesn't get to do any more games. That's too bad. That's life, though. But Doc Emmerich is unbelievable. He is just a great play-by-play hockey announcer. You know, Foley is magnificent. I mean, Foley, Foley eventually will wind up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. No question. Emmerich's already in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I think, you know, hockey spawns great announcers. You have to be... You have to Quick. be something special to do hockey. Like I had John Weideman when I was driving out to uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. out to your place, mm-hmm. out to WYND to, mm-hmm. to guest on your show. Mm-hmm. I had John Weideman on. And, you know, I told you the story about the fact that Dan McNeil had to remind me that John Weideman interned for me about 22 years ago. I didn't even, I'd, I'd forgotten about it. But of course you did. Pinker, he, he is painting a portrait. He's painting pictures like he's Michelangelo. Knocking down the Sistine See, I Chapel. Think, I for think he's. Sakes. I think he's probably just for sake of conversation, even better. Not better, you know, but because he does radio and it's his job to paint a picture against TV, where we've got the picture. Different kind of announcing. He does a fabulous job. As does um, what's his name, Pat, uh, whatever his name is, and the, the Cubbies. Pat Hughes. Pat, great. Pat, Pat Hughes is the most underrated and underappreciated no announcer in Chicago. In no question. Opinion. No question. He's been in the Cub booth since about, uh, I want to say, 94, yeah, 95. Yeah, like 15, 16 years, yeah. Something like that. And you know, you know what I really admire most about Pat, besides the fact that he is just a nice he is man. Just functionally a great play-by-play guy, he's a super individual to sit down with. You know, every time, I, I don't go to that many Cub games anymore, because I usually hang over at Dave Abrams, you know, mm-hmm. Skybucks on Sheffield. Right. But when I go, there are certain guys I want to see, and always on the A-list is Pat Hughes. Yeah, he's great. Because he's just a great guy. And also, you know what? Working with Sano, as nice as Ron is, impossible can be a test. Sure, I mean it can really be a test. You know when it's like working when, with you. You know, <laughs> no, nothing is as hard as working with me. See, I mean, See, folks, I mean when Sano when Sano walks in, and God bless Ron because when Ron goes, you know, there's there's he never goes. going to be some there's never going to be anybody else again who has brought us the laughter, the levity, the oh oh no, my God, oh, oh. my God. Took another strike. I mean, I mean, you would think it's Vietnam for heaven's sakes. It's the Cubs against the Houston Astros. Hughes, Hughes plays right to Santo. He does. Just tosses the eagle respect. right out the window. Respect. The, just like the Steve Stone respect. had respect for Harry Carey. Same type thing. Same type thing. That's why. That's why it kind of saddens me as much as I, I love Hawk, and I think Stoney is the consummate pro, just as good as he can be. The two of them just don't have real chemistry, eh, Baker. That's right. And you, and you can't buy that. 
I'll still be trying to buy chemistry with us. In any case, we're out of here. You want to just tell them the folks who were brought to us by? Well, I think you should remind everybody again of what you did going down to, uh, and congratulations Thank on your you. daughter's graduation mm-hmm. from one of America's uh, elite universities, North Carolina. True. And the fact that uh, you uh I was the father of that child. Was, of, uh, amazing. I, I really can't believe it. And I'll tell you what's even more amazing. She spoke for her undergraduate class. <laughs> I was sitting there. What, what, what did she talk about? Uh, rip, uh, uh, rip. <laughs> she gets ripped. Bliss and rapture. Let me guess. She put it by saying, now that I've graduated, the first thing I want to do is go back at home and live with mommy and daddy. <laughs> no, she's moving to New York. She's moving to New York now. Where's she, she going to live in New York? 103rd and Central Park West. Very nice area. That's class, yeah. man. That is Here's, very nice. Here is, uh, what she spoke about briefly about going for your bliss and going for your rapture, going for basically your passion and loving what you're doing and do and, uh, and go for it. It was very inspiring. Five minutes, nothing, nothing. She thanked the, the Binker family. <laughs> she should be thanking my wife. Were you crying? I was. Yeah, I was. Of course, then again, we should mention that, you know, you it's cry, okay. you, you cry watching episodes of, uh, Two and a Half Men. Yeah, I know, yeah, no. <laughs> No, I was. Right. I, was very, I was very touched. Game, set, and match. We are out of here. Once again, it's been uh, undefeated and in your face. Okay. Brought to you by the marvelous people at uh, American Taxi. Do what the Pinker does. He lives out in Barrington. Yes, I do. And he's got to make that trip to Midway Airport. Who does he rely on? I did. John Coyne and mm-hmm. the fabulous people at American Taxi Chicago's premier, premier suburban taxi service. We're out of here. We'll catch you next time around. Go Hawks, go. And Cubs, as they say in the trade, wait till next year. Bye-bye now.